Do you ever wonder why some podcasts are so successful? Do you wish that you could replicate the success of some of the top podcasts? So do we. And we believe there is no harm in asking. So we're questioning everything about how podcasts are produced, hosted, and monetized. This is No Harm in Asking. I'm Eric Byron. And I'm Michael Kerr. Always happy to share my opinion. We review podcasts and look for clues to why some make it big. And some don't make it at all. This week, we'll be reviewing ourselves. Yeah. This podcast is sponsored by Colab.me, the free-to-use platform for interview planning, preparation, and collaboration. All right, Michael, a little different format here this time. Instead of reviewing somebody else's podcast, we're going to take a little bit of time here and talk about us and what we've been doing. And, well, we're, what, 20 episodes in here? 20 episodes. 20 episodes, yeah. So it seems like a good time to kind of wrap up, call it season one, and and kind of self-reflect here. How are we doing? Yeah, we saw Megan Dom do this, and we really liked it. So uh, I, I think I want to give it a, a shout out to her because she was the inspiration for this. Yeah, I, I don't like. I don't think I want to say that I had low expectations, but I I felt like the first. I did. Oh, you had low expectations. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like the first bit was really just going to be about pumping out content. Right? Nobody knew who we were. We didn't have anybody. We had no tribe. You know, right, none right. of the stuff that we talk about. No audience. We'd never gone viral. So I, I kind of just saw this as this kind of rogue thing. All right, let's just get these out and yeah. come up with 20 episodes, and then we can reflect and see where it goes, and yeah. we can try and figure out. So that's kind of where I feel I am at this right. stage. And that is why I wanted to do yeah. this at this point was because, yeah, we had talked about that when we were starting out, that we figured it was going to take a while before we had any sense of, is this even worth doing, right. continuing, and so, like I, reviews I, on podcasts, like does yeah, any, is anybody yeah. going to care? Right, <laughs> right, exactly. So I will say, I, I'll just set the stage here that I do feel pretty good about what we've accomplished so far. But let's talk again, kind of back. We launched actually in in March of this year, so now it's July. Yeah, um, we've been at this for for a bit. We've got say twenty episodes now published. I will say I went back and listened to a couple of our first okay. ones. Uh, well, particularly the very first one, All right. or, well, a trailer, and then you know Christina Blackburn. And there is a pretty significant difference, I think, between the very first ones and and where we are now in terms of our ability to talk and you know the kind of the the format hasn't changed that much in terms of the way we're going at the reviews, yeah. um, but our ability to talk about them. I already sense that we're more kind of knowledgeable sure. and confident. There's no question. And we can bring in references from previous ones, which I think is certainly yeah. an advantage. I think we're probably better at not talking over each other. I think at the early stages, when I started to review them, I felt there was like one or two things that was really important. And I wanted to hit on those. And it was so important that I wanted to say it like five times, right? <laughs> yes. And- I've learned that you don't have to, right? So you kind of figure out where you want to hit them with yep. the things that you consider to be the most important and make sure that you really, you know, you only need to do it once. Yes, that uh, was a problem. It was a problem. Some yeah. of our early ones. Yeah. 
and I got more and more aggressive at editing. At editing it out, yeah. I will say we've gotten longer-winded. We'll have to be careful on this episode, right? When we first started, it seemed to be a challenge to talk for 20, 25 minutes on some of the episodes that we reviewed. And now we typically can talk 35, 40 minutes even. And then I have to try to edit that down to something less than 30 minutes. I know we had a structure early on where we talked, you know, we, we went through, you know, theme and whether or not there was a hook. We, we basically yep. had these items that we kind of walked through. At the early stages, I kind of liked that because I think it added some structure to the, to the podcast. Yeah. Um, and to the review. We well, seem to. I don't know what you're doing, we, but I still have still that, do that document open, and I scroll through that format yeah. as we're talking to make sure I've hit those points, even if I don't go through them right in order. <clears throat> I, I yeah, I still use those checking. points. I agree, but I, yeah. I don't. I, I don't do every one. I yeah. probably only only have a handful of them. That, yeah. Well, not every podcast we review has something significant to say right. on each point. Right. right? So I, I, I guess yeah. I become better. At skipping the ones that are maybe not really relevant. Yeah. So. so what has surprised you about this process? So it very much is a routine, right? So you, we have a routine. It's sort of, you know, when do you listen to the podcasts? When do you fit them in with the other things in your life? When do we get together to record them? So it's, yeah. it's added a level of structure to my life, which I'm not, I don't know whether I like it or not, right? Like I, you know, <laughs> okay. I'm at this stage of life where I, I kind of want, I kind of want to do what I want to do whenever I want to do it. It doesn't work with this, right? So, you know, you, if we say, Hey, we've got to get this out on Wednesday, that means you've got to listen to certain things, things on a certain time. You've got to do certain things. You've got to show up and record it at certain times. So for, and for those who are doing podcasts daily, you know, multiple, I, I, I just yeah. can't imagine the only way to do it. And it was much better when we did it where we had piled up a couple, right? Yep. So we're you know, trying to get back to that. Right. And we encourage. Everybody, if you think that you can record a podcast, you know, every day and then go on to the next day and do another one. I mean, you're just going to, you're just going to you kill yourself. Them. You just can't. Yeah. That's the, the ultimate way to sort of stress yourself out. So, yeah. Um, well, I will say one of the things I've learned too about doing this is tools matter and process. I'm a process guy, yeah. right? This is my career in IT, right? Trying to find ways to be more efficient and automate things as much as possible. So, uh, over this period of time, particularly on the sound editing side, I have gotten much more efficient at that. So I've got not only have I been building a library of kind of background music stuff to use and transition sound effects and, and those kind of things, but just getting better at the, the tools. Well, I was telling you I found this right. magical tool that's free that um, levels the audio for you and specifically designed for voice audio. So it takes up a, a podcast and it makes sure that the both voices are basically around the same uh, volume. Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah. I was doing this manually on every episode because we both do it. We tend to either kind of fade out or lean back away from the mic a little bit at times and so now I've got a tool that just fixes that for me right up front before I even start editing. So those kind of things make it so much easier to do the weekly thing because it, you know, just saves me me time. Right. Well, I admire all your effort on this. Well done. Thank you. Uh, I'm I'm enjoying it. At, at first, I thought it was going to be more of a chore, but I think it's so. It's getting to the point now where the the tedious part is more manageable, and I 
feel like I can focus more on the creative aspect of it, right? Really trying to figure out where can I put in a clip, spending more time searching for the right clips. And in some cases, editing those clips to get them really tight and now even getting adventuresome in some cases, putting music behind a clip we're putting in. So, yeah, so that's become more fun because I can focus on the creative. Yeah, we're trying, of, we're trying to use those clips, obviously, for marketing. I don't know how well it's working. Well, I'm not even talking about the you're marketing. Just, you're just talking from I'm the talking hook at about, the beginning. No, I'm talking about in the episode. Oh, in the episode. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. So when we take, you know, we're reviewing right. you know, Malcolm Gladwell. Okay, so whatever, we put right? in episodes. We put some, I agree. Some clips from his episodes in there, so our guests, our our listeners, get a sense for. Um, well, I can help you here. I, I should be doing that as I listen to the podcast. I, I should be noting them down. This is a so <laughs> yes, this is worth, this is worthwhile. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's a, an important part, and it was some of the feedback we got early on from some of our listeners. Yeah. Right, they didn't want to listen to just us talk. Right, they wanted to hear a little bit of what we were reviewing uh, to help set the context. <laughs> Boom! Shake the room, Fire Nation. Another thing that I, I think is good, even you know, we're only twenty episodes in, but I do feel like we've picked up some of the things that some of these wonderful podcasts we've reviewed do and tried to incorporate them. So, like the clips and and some of the transition stuff, uh, the hook. You know, that was something to realize you know, early on. We picked up on this that some of the best do that really good hook at the beginning. And then I started to realize, do we do a hook? Yeah, I, I agree. There are some really unique things that we've picked up that we've been able to pass on. The first one that I thought was the most sort of ingenious that, and we don't necessarily use this, but we've passed this on to other people who've asked for advice is yeah. this. Uh, and we picked it up in the slight change of plans by Maya, early on, early yeah. on by Maya Shanker. <laughs> I'm Maya Shunker, and this is a slight change of plans. Where she goes offline, kind of stops the interview, injects with her expertise. And if you are an expert in whatever it happens to be, and you feel you can add value inside a conversation that's you know already taken place, you can stop it. You can in- inject into the into the podcast, yep. you know, some comment. This works very, very well. And we've given advice to numbers of people yeah. who have said, oh, I've, I mean, I've had bad guests. What can I do? And we can say, well, you can edit this, yep. this, this content and you can put stuff in between that turns it from terrible into something that is least workable. To I've me, only done it one of the best takeaways. a couple of times in ours. Right. So I don't I will know. admit, yeah, it, it's not as applicable to us directly. But I have now done it a well, couple of times. Not, I mean, again, I, I think it tends to, to play better in, in interview situations. So if you've got a guest yes. and they say something and you want to, yeah. you know, you want to focus more on it, but it didn't, it didn't work that way during the actual interview. Yeah. Um, there's yep. opportunities for that. Yes, absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about metrics. So where are we? Yeah. You say that 1,200 people have uh, listened to our podcast. I, well, I don't know about 1,200 people, but we've had 1,200 downloads. Okay, fine. 1,200 downloads. Right. I, so most importantly about that, because 1,200 is not a lot, no. right? But it's increasing week over week. That was the uh, the measure I was most uh, concerned with, right? It was not some huge number, but that it's increasing, right? We're gaining momentum. Uh, I, you know, I love the model of the flywheel effect theory, yes. right? Momentum drives momentum. 
And so, so for me, that's actually the measure I'm more interested in, not the number of downloads, but are downloads increasing each week over the previous week. And we just recently had a bump where, uh, well, our Joe Rogan experience review really gave us a boost. Lots of people comparatively um, to prior episodes jumped on that one and, and gave it a listen. And so we went up like 350% for a two-week period over the previous two-week period. And I don't want to say that that's too bad. I think what I when I started off, the, my goal was to sort of see if I could help the small guy, right? The goal, we're, we're not in this to help Joe Rogan or, yeah. or Conan O'Brien. I'm not adding any value to those people. Yeah. Um, yes, we may be able to pick out why they've been successful. So obviously, part of the podcast is about that. Yeah. But the, the dream was always... I think for me to help the smaller guy, how do we, yeah, yeah. and so, and it's, un, it's unfortunate that still the name recognition of the big ones seems to generate downloads and listens and the, the ones where you perhaps don't know the individual, those don't seem to do as well. And, and that's too bad because I think, I think there can be valuable content in those ones. Oh, absolutely. And I think we'll get there. I think this is part of the process though, right? Is, you know, we're still trying to attract some attention. We're trying to let the world know what we're doing out there, the podcasting community, yeah. right? And so, unfortunately, if, if you get somebody's attention and they look at your podcasts and they don't recognize any of the names of the podcasts you're reviewing, clearly that hurts. Right. But they see Joe Rogan and they go, oh. Oh, at least I, yeah, right. I know So, Joe is. Rogan and the Conan O'Brien episodes are the two that have had the most downloads, right? The most recognizable names. I get that. It's part of the process. We have to kind of do that. Uh, The other thing I thought was interesting, though, in some of the kind of feedback I've gotten or confusion about what we're doing, um, and I think over time we have to address this as well, is people thinking that we're promoting these podcasts. Okay. Right. So that we're reviewing them to promote them and, and people approaching me saying, Oh, can you review mine? Right. Thinking that the idea is that we review theirs to promote it. And I've had to go back and kind of explain, no, that's not what we're doing. Right. Do you think we should change the title? I know when I make the titles up that I don't use, I don't put the word review. So we do it in the graphic, right? Mm. It says review in the graphic, but it doesn't say review when I write the actual description. Yeah. I, but if, if I put the word review, no, that doesn't I, make sense. I don't know if I use the word critique. This is an interesting thing to talk about. Yeah. How much do you change, right? You, yeah. You try and, you know, we did change the graphic originally. We just used the same graphic. Then we said, right. all right, let's customize the graphic for each one. You know, put the, put the logo of the, of the podcaster. Yeah. Slap on the fact that it's a review, but I haven't changed the name, the, the yeah. actual name. Yeah. Itself. No, maybe we should do that. I actually name all the files with review. You I do. put they review do. Yeah, in, in there, but I hadn't thought about the fact that when we publish, we don't call it a review. So, yeah. So, these are all little things that, yeah, that, we that can go tweet. along. And yes, the graphics, we've added the unique graphics. That's another one of those efficiency things now. I've got a template for right. that over there. Right. So, we're also now doing that, the sound clip or sound bite yeah. uh, thing. And so, yeah, I found, a, again, a free tool to do that, I just have to, again, I got to find a good 15 second or so sound bite from the episode. I drop that in Veed, V E E D. Give right. them a little Dot plug. Yeah, VEO. Yep. yep. 
And then, uh, yeah, it automatically kind of sets up a little reel for you there. Uh, we have the voice, uh, the sound wave emulator thing that's in there. Is There's no visual. data analytics on that. I wonder if they could provide – do they provide you any data analytics on that? Like if you use a well, – No, because I'm just downloading the the video when oh, I'm yeah, done, right? Is, I produce the yeah, video just, yeah. from it and then we're just publishing the – you know, uploading it onto the different social media platforms – I, I was going to hook Bitly links and see if I could figure out where we were getting traffic from, but metrics oh. are still metrics are still a problem. Um, yeah, as now far Podbean as, is our our hosting platform, yeah. and they do have you know some metrics around where uh, our downloads are coming from. They're still predominantly uh, U.S. or North America, and we are getting some from our local market here in in Hong Kong. Well, that meets my kind of expectation yeah. of of what would likely happen with this kind of podcast. Oh, I want to mention too. We actually we plug it in every episode that we have a sponsor, Colab.me, and that's yeah. Colab with a Q. So Q O L L A B, like collaborate, but with a Q, and and that's actually a a tool we built. We built it, yeah, right. You and I are co-founders. We have another partner involved in that, and we built this tool for interview planning and preparation. And, of course, then we started a podcast that doesn't have interviews right. in it. Uh, but we're still hoping that we can – But I think can... the, this might – you know, I think we we expected that this was, was going to eventually evolve into an interview-based yeah, kind of we're a slash do, review We're definitely going to do podcast. interviews. There's there's no question yeah. we're going to add that later. We'll, we'll actually talk about that in, in a couple of minutes here. Because that, to me, is the best part Future. now. Like, now that we're starting to get out on social media and interact on a number of these podcasting – um, groups on various yeah, social yeah. media platforms. To me, you know, I haven't done it a lot, but I've done it a bit. And it it's one of the m more enjoyable things that I find takes place because I can, I now know yeah. enough that I can help these people. And there are people out there that are yeah. constantly saying, oh, listen to my podcast, or I just started this podcast last week. What do you think I should do? Right. And well, I have enough skill at this point that I can provide some advice yeah, to yeah. these people. And they seem to appreciate it. And I, I tend to get good feedback. So that, yeah, yeah. that's been a really positive thing right. so far. Which is a great segue into our next topic, okay. which was on finding our tribe right here. So we're 20 episodes in. Are we starting to figure out who these people are? Who's interested in what we're doing, Mike? I read, you know, we look at tribes. We talk almost all the time about tribes. So, yeah. you know, Joe Rogan has, I think, a very unique tribe, right? And so you think about your tribe and you think, well, are they, they, they people like us, right? Uh, you know, uh, men, you know, of a certain age, right? I don't know. And, but, but I think not. I know, I know you think that they're not, that they don't have to relate to us as people of a certain gender or of a certain age. That really what our tribe should be is new podcasters, right? People who have decided, yeah. hey, this is the medium. This is where it's going, right? This is democratized communication. And there's just so many people that are into it that that's the you know that's the tribe we just need to find these people. Right. So we and know we're, that it's we're a, on the journey together. Yeah, it's a medium with no barrier to entry. Zero. So lots and lots of people are experimenting with this. Right. They're trying to to create a podcast, and so yeah. So I think that's to me that's our target. Right. Our and target it's cool. Is. Yeah, I want to help. There's these not folks. that many things where you yeah. can do it. Like my 12 year old yeah. daughter thinks I'm she like she thinks I'm cool because wow. I have a podcast. Wow! Like I don't, you know, has there been yeah. anything where you can kind of start this really low barrier yeah. to entry kind of thing and immediately kind of yeah. give yourself this, you know, je ne yeah. sais quoi 
Yeah. Of, you know, I th- I don't think there is. So well, um, high five for that. Oh, yeah, that's fantastic. That's awesome when your twelve year old thinks you're cool. I love that. So yeah, so I do think that this should be our people, right? And and as you commented, right, we're starting to interact more as we've been more active on social media and kind of promoting, but just reaching out to a lot of podcasters and kind of talking about you know what we're doing and and looking for feedback and and suggestions on podcasts we should review. And so this is generating some conversations and and that's what I'm finding. The people who are responding positively to the show are generally folks who either kind of just started out and are uh, either struggling a little bit or just trying to shortcut the process a little bit, right? Yeah. You just have to go through the process and, and build your audience, but there's things you can learn you know, quickly or more quickly from us that will help you get there. And so so I think that's definitely part of it. And I've had some feedback from some folks who have, have listened and gone, oh, that's really helpful. Oh, I, I mean, those it. people just you know, I When you say this, I yeah, it really is, you know, I do appreciate it. It, it warms my heart exactly. when I talk to somebody and they say that, oh, was, yeah, helpful, that was helpful, right? But I think the other potential audience for us is also some people maybe who've been at this for a while but haven't been able to break through. Right. They're kind of doing the same thing over and over and over again, and they're passionate about it and they're having fun, but they're trying to figure out why it hasn't really taken off. They're, they're yeah, I, feel, I feel for these people. So we have been contacted yeah. by a number of people that said, oh, I've done or and people that have done, you know, hundreds of shows. Oh, Eric, yeah. I've been, you know, Mike, I've been doing hundreds I, of I, shows. I talked with a guy who's done 600 shows. And, and, and he's, he's like, oh, stuck. I just, you yeah. know, I'm just nobody's listening. Like 600 shows. I mean, yeah. We tend to be able to to give some advice, you know. I, I it, think we give some pretty good advice. I do hope that people don't take all of my advice. Right, <laughs> they weed through it, and some of it's probably pretty good, and some of it may be crap. I think this is you know part of my message at this point is I'm still fascinated. Yeah, I, right. There's so much to learn here, and so many cool examples and people to talk to. For example, we did Ian Koss where he produced oh, yeah. a, a podcast, just a, a three or four episode piece on the fact that most of his family or many of the people in his family had gotten divorced. All of them, All yes. of them for example. My name is Ian Koss. Every marriage in my family ended in divorce. He put that out there. It, it, it'll be topical for the next, you know, forever decades, yeah. right? Yeah. And... What a great thing to have for his children, his grandchildren. And I expect this to, to stay. I, I just don't think that – I just there's just not that many media out there that I think has the potential longevity. Yeah. yeah. I agree some of them may not. It's topical. It doesn't relate. But the opportunity to make something that is really, really useful um, yeah. over a long period of time, if you're a business, you can put it out there. You know, yeah. interviews with your employees and your management. Yeah. I, I, I just yeah. think there's so – the other the breadth of value is – but I am encouraging folks I talk to to pay attention to sound quality and sound quality you know, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Have some kind of jingle. Have a hook. You know, there's some fundamental things that that you should do to retain. Right? You find somebody. That's another. But piece you can't of go overboard. I've seen. You know, we've seen. Oh, we've, we've seen, seen Seth try Rogen hard. try and do. You know. Yeah. We've seen him try, and I I, I refer to Seth yes. Rogen, not Joe. He believes that you can, yeah. uh, right? You well, know, you can inject crazy sound bites. Well, you can and, take and, a terrible episode and, turn, and make it and, better by going over the top. Well, all you kinds can of make it worse stuff. Too, yeah, I, who knows? Yeah, too much of anything is still too much. 
All right. So wait, I wanted to ask you this specifically, though. Of all the podcasts we have reviewed, is there a host that you would love to get on our show? Who would be your favorite one that you'd want to talk to if we could get them to come on and, and do an episode with us as a guest? So there's really many. I, you asked me this earlier, so I did have a, I prepped you a, a little time one. to think about it. Um, <laughs> my immediate answer was, was Megan Dom, who does a, a podcast called The Unspeakable Podcast. Yep. Welcome to The Unspeakable Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Daum. But what, what interested me was whether I feel I could have an interesting conversation with her as to whether or not she would do this again. Would she choose to do the un, if she had to do it again, yeah. would she choose to do? Well, she is un- kind of doing it again, isn't she? She is. So she's, she's had got, a reset. No, she's done the, re- the unspeakable podcast and then, and now she's got a new kind of young co-host and they're going to try something different. So you like Megan, you think she would add value to our audience if we could get her on as a guest. Right. I know you thought that I would say Malcolm Gladwell because I obviously love Malcolm Gladwell. <laughs> because you're Gladwell, a fanboy. Because I'm a fan of Malcolm Gladwell. <laughs> and I felt there was lots for him and I to yeah. talk about. But I think I would just be so overwhelmed by Malcolm. The, the level of intellect <laughs> between him and I are, is so vast that I just don't think I would be able oh, to keep up. Oh, yeah. nonsense. Nonsense. So, so I wouldn't – I wouldn't – I I, I really think I'd learn a lot from, from Ian Koss. I just mentioned um, yeah, him. Yeah, you know, plugged think, him. Yeah. You know, here's a professional podcaster who I think does these short podcasts. So not, you know, day in and day out, week after week type podcast. I haven't looked to see if he's done any more since he did he that one production, But he does production. But his right, job, his profession right. is podcast producer. Right, right. I feel, I feel I could, I could yeah. learn a lot from the, how they think about the podcast, yeah. how they decide, you know, what to do, how to tell the story. Yep. I feel I could really learn a lot from yeah, yeah. that kind of individual. Yeah. How well, there's you? quite a few of our, our hosts who do a tremendous job that way. The guy I'd like to get on the show is Tim Ferriss. Hello, boys and girls. This is Tim Ferriss. Welcome to another episode of The Tim Ferriss Show, where it is my job to deconstruct world-class performers to tease out the routines, habits, etc. that you can apply to your own life. So Tim had some just great stuff out there beyond just his podcast, although even in his podcast at times, he talks about what he's doing and how he's doing it and how it's going and is quite transparent about you know the process there. But he's also done some talks and interviews where he's really talked about how he built such a successful show. Yeah. And so uh, I'd love to get Tim on and pick his brain a little bit. I know we started this when we, you know, back in the beginning. We, you and I, I think we bonded around this idea of questions, right? When yeah. we built, when we built Collab, it was very much about questions because we felt people don't ask good questions. You know, we thought um, we went to events and we went, we saw interviews, and yeah. you know, the questions were just terrible. They were right. too you had long. A, a great guest, and then you below know, it, they would, would, would ask this like three part question, and and by the end. You know, the inner, the person that was being interviewed had really no idea what was being asked. <laughs> right. And so we felt, oh, if we could structure talk and questions. And I know, I think Tim Ferriss is a He's guy. Brilliant he that. cares about the question. Yeah. He really cares about the preparation and he cares about the questions that he asks. So yeah. if you do see a Tim Ferriss or listen to a Tim Ferriss podcast, that's yeah. the takeaway, which yep. is, oh, well, how does he plan this? And why? you yeah. can see the preparation so well and the yeah. questions are really quite well yeah. um, thought out. So, all right. Before we go too long here. Let's talk about the future. We're kind of wrapping up season one. What's coming in season two, Michael? 
Yeah, so I like what the idea that you came up with to do to do two or three focus podcasts on genre, on okay. podcast genre. We have been approached by a number of people in the sports casting area yep. who have said, "Oh, I've been doing this podcast for whatever. Can you help me out?" So yep. I think, yep, sports. I is think a good doing one. a deep dive. So what we need to do, yeah. and this has been fun because yeah. we I've been doing it for the last you know week or two. Yeah, you start well, it's listen. fun in general, right? Fun we in both general. are you know sports yeah, we've fans got some sports, too, sports <laughs> histories. I think we need to look at this holistically and say, you know, which ones are succeeding and why. Doing this in-depth analysis, I think this is why I'm on this planet. This analysis, finally, you know, we can we can do this analysis. So you thought about, uh, you came up with crime. I think there's maybe some other ones where these genres. I'd like to do the game industry, gaming industry, yeah, video gaming, near and dear to me. Yeah. So let's see. I I think this could be really interesting because. You know, obviously people are, you know, you've got to pick a niche somehow. Yeah. yeah. You've got to pick an area of interest. Let's see if we can do some of the legwork to see how and why some of these people are particularly successful. Yeah, and kind so of comparing within genres. Yeah. yeah so yeah. that's, I think, an exciting thing okay. that we can add. And, and I think we've just got to start, you know, we're going to start interviewing real people. Like, real people? I mean, come on. I mean, uh, <laughs> and, and I really felt, yeah, we've got to get 20 episodes out there. It just, you know, people people aren't going to come on the podcast. I'm calling Tim. People aren't going to, well, I don't know if Tim will come <laughs> But people aren't going to come on the podcast if you don't have any podcasts. You know, you've yeah. got to at least, you know, when they go to your yeah, thing, yeah. you go to Apple Podcasts, you've got to type my name in yeah. and I pop up. So, well, we- And on that note, right, so I did post something this week on a group on Facebook asking for people who might be interested in being a guest and there is interest out there. Yeah. So, yes, we will have some guests on here. And I agree. I, we've talked about this really from the beginning. We wanted to get to that point. And I think some of the people we reached out to early – did kind of look at our show and go, oh, so you got guys? you got twelve listeners, <laughs> you know, whatever, right. and uh, you know, one hundred and fifty downloads. I- I'm not in yet, right? Yeah. So, but now that we've got twelve hundred downloads and we're starting to gain some momentum, we had you know a really good episode with the Joe Rogan one. I think that we can attract some sure. people to come on but the if show. They only now. have three episodes, and you know, we've got twenty, or even if they have six hundred and yet they're not getting traction, hey. Well, I want to make sure, and this is, again, we'll get further into this and it is part of the process and we will learn from this, right, is I want to make sure that when we do have guests on, they really are adding value, right? That these are people who have enough experience in podcasting to be able to say, you know, I've tried this and it didn't work. I've tried that and it did work. Ideally, I'm really looking for folks who not only have kind of a one podcast experience, but have done multiple or are in production, right? So they're podcast managers or producers who have helped multiple clients with this stuff, right? People who really kind of study the industry yeah. and are, uh, you know, can really right. add I like, value I like, to I mean, this. I'm interested. Yeah. Obviously, we're interested in this. I think those people would be interested. So there's a whole industry that's whole come industry, up around. Yeah. yeah. We have to get better at sort of vetting these people and deciding, you know, I yeah. think this is about questions, whether it's, you know, whether we interact through emails, you know, ask some key questions and see if yeah. we get good answers. And, um, and So the other thing that, guess. you know, a fun angle on that too is to have some people who specifically want to review somebody else's podcast. Right. So they just come on kind of like a third voice to add a different dynamic to our perspectives. Right. Yeah. So you and I, it's going to get old. I think at some point, if it's just you and I and our opinions, and we right. tend to go on and on about the same things that we care about, but getting somebody else on who says, Oh, let's go review this podcast um, because I think this is really interesting and they're doing something cool or creative that uh, others might want to 
think about or emulate. And the last thing I'm interested in is the monetization. All podcasters obviously want to do this. As they're Let's many, make some many, money. In many cases, yeah. How do yeah. we? So we've seen a couple of people that uh, JLD. Um, oh, the king of the affiliate. King of the, the king of affiliate marketing. Yeah. How are these people doing it? Because yeah. I, I see. I think it's still a mystery to a lot of people. Yeah. I, I know. Well, some and of the we have a we potential reviewed. first one of those, right? So we have uh, somebody of a business partner, business relationship that we have with with uh, another company that we uh, have worked with in the past who may be interested in doing an affiliate marketing strategy with us. Right. So, so we can try. Yep. I'm, I'm willing to go down this route and yeah. see if I can educate yep. people on on how this may be possible. Yeah. Um, you know, what kind of adver- you know, what kind of advertising is available to you? What kind of marketing, yeah. affiliate type marketing, you know, what seems to be working out there? I would yeah. like to talk to these people because yeah. I think this is this right. is still a bit of a black box for a lot of people. Is, yeah. I just don't know yeah. how to do. Some other people have done, obviously, um, Patreon. These are all kind of things that yep, I would yep. like to have people Well, I've got a Substack about. channel Substack. now, yeah, right? Yeah. So I started a, a regular newsletter that's kind of my my journal, yeah. right? So I've been writing about this uh, process, this journey we're on. And I did that. I, I first started it kind of thinking like a case study. Right, that I want to have a case study of our adventure here right. and going from hopefully zero to heroes, right? <laughs> from absolute scratch with no following, no recognition out there at all to having a successful podcast and kind of documenting, you know, what we're doing. And then I, I realized, well, I, it's no point in me just writing this journal to myself. I should start publishing it. Maybe somebody will enjoy it. I found Substack. Yeah, I really and like so, Substack. Yeah, yeah. So, but Substack is one of the ways that a lot of folks monetize. So right now for us, mine is a free subscription for anybody that wants to subscribe. All of my content is available to them. But maybe somewhere down the road, I've got enough content. I've got enough folks that have found my journal interesting that I could do some paid uh, content, right. right? So create a separate level, right? A paid subscription. And then maybe I do some writing or I do some live event streaming yeah. stuff. I know you're um, hoping to see yeah. more interaction on that type of site. Yes, that's the other maybe thing. Maybe see if you can get some those sites. More, more access to, to who your followers are and the encouragement that we get um, yeah. may not be. Well, yeah, some of the folks that obvious. are using Patreon or, or Substack are also using it to solicit input for future episodes. So they're getting people to give them suggestions. Oh, you should go do this, talk about that. These are topics that interest us. And so, yes, I would love to be able to engage with our audience uh, that way. Yeah, so, we could, we could, I'd be, yeah. interv- I, I'd be interested in seeing or interviewing some people who have Patreon and who are doing it relatively successfully. Yeah. And maybe they could break down which things work really, really well. I know, yeah, for example, yeah. I know Megan Dom, for example, she holds like monthly get togethers with some of her top yep. Patreon. And they have like Zoom calls or they get or a book club or something yeah, yeah. like this. And this gives you a really this gives you really personal access to a podcaster that you really admire. That sounds like a really great thing that you wouldn't, you know, necessarily get yeah. in any other way. I mean I think there's just tremendous potential for yeah. this kind of platform. Now if, if we see some people that are doing this really, really well, yeah. I would be interested in yeah. in what, what seems to be the most yeah. successful. Oh, one other plug too of something that's coming up that would actually happen here during our second season, I guess, is uh, I will be attending the podcast movement conference 
Now, it's in Dallas, Texas, and I won't be physically there. I will be virtually there. But I got the scholarship, right, from the, uh, the, the podcast movement community group offered me a, uh, a scholarship to participate in that as a new podcaster and doing something kind of interesting, I guess. So I'm really looking forward to that. Again, find our people. I want to interact with as many. That is in August. Oh, August uh, I think it's 22nd, uh, 23rd of August, something like that. Yeah, so really looking forward to that and interacting with as many folks as possible uh, through that event and listening. There, there's so many workshops and sessions that are going to be done. And, you know, how much can I pick up from uh, from other folks that will help us continue to advance our program here? All right. Any other thoughts you wanted to share about our no, I, podcast I mean, journey? No, I think this is where we wrap it up. I mean, my, my takeaway from this is is that I'm... You know, I'm just still fascinated about who, who our tribe is and who, you know, who are our people. Yeah. And I think once you figure out who they are and where to find them, that that is the ticket yes. to success. And that is why I continue on this yeah. journey. All right. That was our review of No Plus. Harm in Asking. <laughs> Please subscribe so you never miss a review. You've been listening to No Harm in Asking with Michael Kerr and Eric Byron. Thanks for listening. If you'd like us to review your podcast, please let us know. This podcast is sponsored by Colab.me, the free-to-use platform for interview planning, preparation, and collaboration. (laughs) 